I am on my way out to Prospect, Connecticut right now to go interview Jesse James Kozakowski. If you're from the East Coast, you know who this is. He's making a huge name for himself in the Connecticut scene and the East Coast scene. And he's going to be breaking the scene for the UFC very soon. Maybe Bellator. We're going to talk about that. We have a lot to discuss. He's been on the show before, but I thought it would be really cool to actually drive out to where he lives. We're going to be going to Hotchkiss Park. So we're going to be walking and talking. And this is actually pretty new. So I hope that you guys enjoy this new content that I'm bringing out. Not just me sitting behind the computer. I'm actually getting out in the field like I was taught in broadcast in school. This is how you get that good shit. So hope you guys enjoyed this one. We're going to be discussing some of the latest MMA headlines. We're going to be talking about motivation. That's a huge part of my podcast. Because I know a lot of you guys out there between the ages of 14 and, and 26. Somewhere in between that range. And I feel like a lot of people trade in their dreams for safety nets. And I enjoy doing these interviews with fighters who are on the grind, motivated every day, every single day, rain or shine. And uh, there's something in that that I really want to bring out and show people, like, you can do it. They're just like us. When we were kids, the guys that we were looking up to, our idols like Derek Jeter, even fucking Mike Tyson, they all started out somewhere. They all kept their sights set dead ahead on their goals. They didn't fall back on a safety net. They went through criticism. They had haters. That is what I want to report. That is the juice of the stories that I want to show you guys. Hopefully we can get a little bit about that with Jesse James in just a minute. Go. We are on our way there. We'll be there in just a minute now. I saw when I was walking up here, we got Jesse James. Kazikowski joining us and he's been on Pure Evil MMA a couple times before and I want to switch content up for you guys I want to start doing you know not just sitting behind the desk I want to actually get up in front and personal with some of these fighters and if you guys been following like Ariel Hawani like his famous interviews with like Rampage, Conor McGregor that's what I want to bring to you guys and today we are joined by Jesse James Kazikowski who if you are on the east coast you know who he is he trains alongside Mikey Kimball Mm -hmm. since you were little let's start there for people who haven't seen our interviews before your background in MMA, like it's literally in your DNA. Absolutely, man. First yeah. thing I want to talk about, most interesting thing, is the whole Bruce Lee lineage thing. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of like explain that to everybody, like how it's connected with you? Well, basically, like my dad's been doing martial arts since like the 1960s, so he's been in the game a long time. I've been training martial arts since I was probably around like four or five years old. I mean, I started from the beginning from like the nitty gritty you know what i mean i'm i was like when you learn to walk you learn to protect the punch yeah my, my dad actually said a joke the other day he said oh yeah he, he came out he threw a flying sidekick you know what i mean like <laughs> sliding right born. out yeah, yeah exactly but i mean i've just been training basically since i was little but the whole thing with the the bruce lee lineage my dad learned from a lot of uh bruce lee's uh, original students so really cool from, like Dan Anasanto, Larry Hartzell, uh, Tim Tackett, just to name a few. When he was I like mean, your age? 
Uh, no, I think when he, I think he started, he started doing Kun Tao with Joe Rossi. Joe Rossi was actually, um, he was a famous martial arts practitioner over in Waterbury. So he started doing Kun Tao with him, which Kun Tao is a Filipino martial arts system. And just to add, we actually take some stuff from Kun Tao and put it into Which not a lot of people well. do, right? Like, no. I hear a lot of people talking about that with you, like how you try to mix that into yeah. your fighting style. Yeah, the thing is, you know, most people, they, you know, you see a lot of these MMA fighters, you know, they're they're basic. They're a hard, they're a hard right hand, you know, they throw, they throw a low kick or, you know, they got okay wrestling, okay jiu-jitsu, but, you know, we're bringing a whole new aspect to the game, you know what I mean? What kind of, we're like, in a nutshell, what what is it exactly? Like, just for people who are like, you know... Uh, for Jeet Kune Do. Yeah. Jeet Kune Do, basically, I mean, some people compare it to like that of a philosophy, and then we compare it to that of a, a style, actually, because Bruce Lee, he took, he started doing Wing Chun with Yip Man. He did uh, Wing Chun with Ip Man for around like two years or so. After he did Wing Chun with Yip Man, uh, he started branching off, learning diff learning boxing, taking stuff from Savat, from Muay Thai, um, from all these different styles, and he combined it together into what he calls uh, Jeet Kune Do. Jean Fan Gung Fu. Jean Fan was actually Bruce Lee's original name before they Americanized oh, really? him. Yeah, uh, before they Americanized him and made him uh, just Bruce Lee, which everybody knows him as Bruce Lee today. Bruce Lee is like he's he's the face of martial arts. I mean, when you think martial arts, you guys even the, see him like in the UFC video games now. Yeah. Just like what would happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate I hate when people ask. Who would happen? You hate when people ask that, but we gotta. I, I hate it. I, I hate when people ask it because you know you take. You take the nutrition's completely different today. You know the the way people train is completely different today. I I mean personally, if I had to say what he would do, I mean he would look fucking phenomenal because he's a phenomenal martial artist. He'd probably be a 25 or if anything. He walked around. Bruce Lee was known for walking around like 135 pounds. Um, he was a small man, but he was long. He, you know he had a lot of he had a lot of attributes going for him. He had very long wingspan. Uh, he had actually. I believe he had one leg that was actually longer than the other leg, which is a real interesting fact. That's why his sidekick, uh, his his lead leg, that's why he was very um, he was very based off using his lead tools. Like for me, for example, uh, Jeet Kune Do pr uh, preaches putting strong side forward, so putting your 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 strongest weapon uh, to the closest target. So I actually fight as a southpaw, but I'm right-handed. So. It's a little interesting fact. A lot of people don't. Uh, I see a lot of like your training easy. videos. Like even yesterday, you were training yep. uh, something similar to that with that long kick. Yeah, um, I actually I'm always I'm always training different types of drills. I go to other gyms and I train, but uh, I would say Jeet Kune Do is really what makes me. And I mean, I I I take the tools from all these different styles and I put I blend them together to make what what's specifically my own. You know, a lot of people um you know they're doing just Muay Thai or just Jiu Jitsu. It's like nah, I'm doing you know. I'm putting some catch catch wrestling. I'm putting some kuntao. You know, I'm I'm make, I'm blending all these different things. I'm using whatever's going to work for my for my game. You know what I mean? So whatever whatever I could take and use for my game, I'm just going to use it. So Mikey also was like you guys been friends with little kids. Like how did yeah. this relationship come about? Like well, first even before we get there with this whole Bruce Lee thing, when you were yeah. little, did your dad kind of let you naturally come into it? Or was it just like all around you, it just became part, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would say- um, Were you like, oh, can we go take karate or- Yeah, the like, thing is like, I just I just grew up right from the beginning, you know what I mean? He, he had me in the kids class. As soon as I turned eight, I started going to the adult class. And I was, you know, going against adults. And I was competing like almost every weekend, you know what I mean? I like those photos of you uh, and yeah. a little kid, and, like your dad, or, I love all that shit. Mm. Wanna go around uh, this way? Yeah, does it yeah. go? Yeah, it's uh, we should probably should run around that way. This side, straight. But um, 
But as far as like me and Mike are concerned, uh, I grew up with Mike. Me and Mike, we've been training together since probably. Shot probably, probably like 14. And just 14, so you guys know, we're talking about Mike Kimball. He just made his Bellator debut in amazing fashion. Yeah. And I was right there, cage side for that fight. And he went in there first round, even his walkout. Like, yeah. there's a great photo on his dude, Instagram where he's just right there. I was, I was beyond proud of my dude. I mean, that's my, that's my bro. You know, like I would, that's my bro. Well, like know? me and my dad went to a bunch of your fights, and I think it was last year at this time where you beat your opponent. Mm -hmm. I think in the first round, like in a couple of seconds, I think. Was that the um? That was my reality first fighting. With you, I think. I think that was uh, after my fight with Rana Rana, and back in January 2017 or something like that. I, re I remember in the case they offered you like a shot in Bellator. What yeah. exactly happened there? Like you didn't want to rush into things. Like yeah, they they offered. There's me a lot that goes a, into it. I was an amateur fighter. You know, what I mean, I had after after that win, I was trying to get more fights. I had a couple pullouts, and then I ended up having two fights to end my amateur career. But I'm glad I had those two fights, you know what I mean? Because if I just jumped right into right into the pro scene, you got to think there's a lot of variables in the fight game. There's, you know, there's size, there's, you know, there's people that are are cheating. You know, it sucks, but that's just the way it is. There's people that are, that are doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing. Um, and not only that, there's that experience factor, you know what I mean? There's, there's uh, people that are considered like veterans because they've been in that cage so many times, you know what I mean? I wanted to make sure that I had enough experience that when I did turn pro, that I was going to be able to take over the scene there without having any problems. I, you know, once the thing about it is, once you go pro, you're pro. You know, you can't. It's not like baseball where at the end of the year you mm -hmm. get a brand new fresh record. Every yeah. win, you're in MMA. They're brutal, man. Yeah. Like we're going to talk about haters and staying motivated, yeah. but I mean, people are so brutal they judge you on your last two fights. Yeah, that's you know, what I mean. so that's you how the scene to, is. You got to show and prove. You got to show up and you know dominate every time. If you're even if you're not dom dominating a win. A win is a win. You know what I mean, you gotta show up and you got you gotta show that you know you you're hungry. You know, and if you have a loss in your record, that shows that you gotta overcome that adversity. So I'm not, you know, I, I I'm just trying to play my career smart. I'm trying to be like a like a Floyd Mayweather if I had to really describe. You oh, know what I mean? boxing I wanna, man, you can't have a single loss yeah, or they I mean. just you know you they wanna, don't like you. <laughs> you want to play you want to play your career smart. You gotta play this game like a business. This game is a business. Well, like with with Mikey and yeah, we, we definitely need to talk about that because there's a lot of interesting things. Let's just jump into it. Obviously, like the rap culture when mm -hmm. we were growing up, like the Biggie, Tupac getting shot. People love beef. Yeah. Most recently, we're seeing that kind of in the MMA scene as well with like. People are like, oh, it's turning the WWE. Oh, people are getting, you know, more clout because they're on social media and yep. they have this many followers. You got CM Punk coming in. Yep. What are your thoughts about all that? Like, does it kind of make you upset? Because, like, to me, it's really like it's only going to help our sport grow for people to get more interested in it. And maybe it's, if you're on the card where they tune in, they're gonna be like, oh, who's that fighter? And have like a personal connection. It's that's how it blooms. Yeah, it's it's disgraceful that they have like people like CM Punk and oh, like, oh and O yeah, on a like, pay per view. Morning. Yeah, there's like, there's no reason for that. You know what I mean? He's like, he has no experience. You got all these people that are training their asses off. You know, you got people like, like Nick Newell, for example. You know what I mean? Yeah. Granted, you know, it, he didn't win his last fight yet, but you know, he he deserves to be in there. He's he's 13 and two. That's better than half, fucking half the roster. Even more than you know? Greg Hardy like, does. Like, yeah. you know, it's ridiculous. But you know, that's the thing is, you know, money talks. You know, like you gotta you gotta you gotta promote yourself. If you're not being you, you're not promoting yourself. Then. What are you doing? You know what I mean? There's there's a lot of fighters out there. They don't know how to promote themselves. All they know is fighting. You know what I mean? You got to be, you got to, that's where you got to have like different attributes. You got to be good in all areas, you know? So, yeah, well, luckily for me, I'm, I'm promoting myself. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get myself out there. 
you know, I'm, I know where I'm going. I'm not, there's no, there's no questions asked. I know that I want to get to the top. I know I'm going to get there. It's just, it's just a matter of time before I do. You well, know, just, you know who I Harrison Bonfiglio is, right? Yeah. You, he's uh, Ultimate MMA. Yeah, with, with uh, Andrew. Yeah. So he came on my show and he said something really interesting, which I've heard so many times before. And it's kind of controversial, but I want to know what you think about it. He said, you know, a lot of people in Connecticut, they like to kind of take the easier route, take the easier fights. That's yep. why this season on Dan always using like contender series, a lot of our boys didn't come home with the win. Yeah. Uh, is that real or, or, you know, does he have a right to say that? How do you feel about something? And, you know, the thing is like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where, you know. Because if you got like a young record, I can understand trying to like, you know, take it slow until you can get up a little bit further. But yeah. when it comes time for like the big the show, the thing is, you wanna you wanna be smart. There's there's a fine line between it because you wanna be smart about your career, but you can't dodge the the best fights. And I mean, like if there's somebody who's got the same record as you, you know, you should just fight him. It's like that. Uh, I I tried after my last fight. I had called out uh, John Gotti. You know yes. I mean? Oh yeah. my God, I forgot about yeah. that, guys. And I wanted to get that fight. But then he said, oh, get in line with a hundred other people hoping to fight me. And I mean, yeah, because like, of the last name Yeah, I'm and like, stuff you like know, that. are you serious, bro? Like, I'm I'm the same record as you. We we had pretty much around the same amateur experience. You got to take the fight. Have you if ever you fought for CES before? Because that's where he fights I never did. I was supposed to. I was trying to get a fight back in uh, April, April of last year, before I actually got into that reality card where I fought the Switzerland dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was trying to get on that card, but they couldn't get me an opponent, so... Um, but then I had told I had told Gotti let's let's fight. But uh, so that's like what you need now. Be... You need people to get interested. You need people to get hyped because yeah. it could be one fight that opens eyes. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I want. I want the big fights, man. That's why I'm just I'm here. I'm here to fight anybody, anyone, anytime, any place. I'm just here to fight. I just love to fight. I was born to fight. I, ever since I was little, I've been just training and. So what is the game plan? It. Like, obviously it's 2018. Yup. Bellator's been making a lot bigger of a name than they've had in the last couple of years. You obviously see it with Mike, but one thing that like throw you around like on the prelims or whatever, does it seem just as interesting or almost as interesting going Bellator as it would be to the UFC? Or is UFC still like, I made it if I make it to the UFC? Hey, Bellator, and it's not that simple either, you know? Yeah, it's not simple to get to either. I mean, Bellator is a, they're a, they're a big organization in their own right. They're the second biggest in the world. Uh, I think it's just much of an honor to get in there because they got... I mean, if you look at if you look at the roster, they got they got some dogs in there, bro. They yeah. Got, they got some big names. They're actually getting a lot of people over from the UFC into Bellator. So, Bellator is a big stage. If I can get on either one of them, I, I'm happy with that. You know, I tried getting into what's interesting. I tried getting onto a One FC, but that's over in Asia. Yeah. Um, what's his name? They have was, huge shows over there the too. Who's the coach of uh, Demetrius Johnson? Ooh, I forget, I forget his name. I forget his name, but he's one of the promoters for there. And he said, oh, this kid needs more experience, this and that. I mean, I, I looked up some of the competition on there. I know that I could I know that I could definitely, you know, be a world champion on that stage too. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm trying to get on to Bellator, though, at the end of the day. Uh, Bellator said they wanted me a few different times. Uh, I've been hit a bunch of times uh, to get on the Bellator card. So whenever I can get on the Bellator... What's your, one thing I really like, like back on that social media point, yeah. is like you and Mikey do a really good job with like doing these little challenges with one another. Yeah. Or like the jump challenges. Where did that come from? Hey man, that's just that's just trying to get better and better every day. You know, one percent better every day. We're just going in the gym. You guys just keep one up in one another. Yeah. I love I love that shit. Yeah, I mean he's he's Mike. The thing about Mikey is he's got that he's got that raw athleticism with 
with uh, work ethic. So that's that's hard to come by. A lot of people work hard, but not many work hard. Not well. A lot of people have talent, but a lot of people have talent but don't work hard. You know what I mean? Like we're lucky. We're both blessed to have both. So we're in the gym every day, just trying to reach new levels. He's got to, a great personality too. Like yeah, absolutely. He's a nice kid. Absolutely. But where is he right now? He's doing something right now because he was supposed to do a walk with us. And he was like, I got to leave. I got to go somewhere. Do you know where he's, he's in at? Boston. What's he doing up there? Cross he training? With, uh, Tom Egan. Uh, Tom Egan was actually, yeah. uh, he was, I mean, he, he was on the Ultimate Fighter series uh, when Conor McGregor was fighting. Um, Jose. Yeah. Jose Aldo. Yeah, well, for Jose Aldo, but he was there for the Chad Mendes camp. He actually got uh, Conor into training with, with Coach Kavanaugh, with uh, John Damn, Kavanaugh. really? Yeah, so. Uh, Tom, Tom's real cool, man. I, I love Tom. Uh, I actually just saw him not too long ago. I was there over in Boston. I was getting, uh, I was getting cupping treatment done. But I by saw Shenda those photos there. and insert yeah. clip here. That's yeah, gonna see Shenda, uh, Shenda was actually she. I mean, she, she was real good, man. She was doing deep tissue massage. I mean, I had to, I had to hold back tears. She was, she was digging into my freaking my shoulder and everything so deep that that really hurt but um, yeah you had all these black and blues like everybody just saw because i just inserted it with the edit thing yeah They're like is that the first time you've done it because they have that kind of stuff like does it really work i never did it before i'll tell you what i felt i felt loose as hell the, the next day i was shadow boxing i was moving around i felt i felt loose so. well you know what nowadays cbd oil is coming into play people are doing mm -hmm. stuff like that uh, me and you were actually talking about that whole allergy reaction yeah. that you had what did you do to like kind of prepare to like stay away from oh like, for the mumps yeah oh that was that was crazy man i couldn't even believe that does this go around I over had, here yeah we can just go around all the way around through there but um as far as as far as that goes the mumps i that was that was, that was the craziest thing, thing i, I ever to, seen it was crazy because i was out for so long with an injury i had i had done a grappling turn well first i had a bad weight cut in february which which was bad and then right after that i did a grappling tournament like two weeks later I, I won two or three matches, and then my last one, I got caught in a heel hook, came second place, but, you know, I got hurt. I got hurt from the heel hook. Right after that, I go back to go um, compete in, in, I think it was June of that year, uh, June 2017, and then all of a sudden, three days before the fight, I get I contract the mumps, and it's highly contagious, and I got to tell you, my cheeks were swollen. I, 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 looked, like, I looked like a squirrel. Insert photo <laughs> here. <laughs> But, you know, shit happens. Let's jump to the nitty gritty. A uh, big yep. part of my show is, like, let me start from here. When I was a little kid, like, everyone our age was into baseball, basketball, football. And, you know, you have a big dream, like, oh, I'm going to go to the NFL one day mm -hmm. if I keep this up. If you're the captain of your football team, you're on the right track, right? Yeah. I remember my stepfather being like, it's so far out of reach. You really need to pretty much find a safety net. Yeah. Like you can't just depend on that. And that really pissed me off, dude, because yeah. there are people that same day, the same age that are now in the NFL, that are now in the MLB. So like, it's like, if they can do it, why can't I do it? They sleep on a pillow every night. So do I. Like what? Well, it's just the mindset like it's like how could born. you put somebody down like that yeah that's the thing is you know there's parents right there that sometimes you know they they don't they don't know how to get across their kids because they've never seen it yeah, before they've never yeah. seen somebody actually make it especially mixed martial arts you know it's hard to convince somebody that that's that's the path you want to take when mm. it's so new you know what i mean i mean you gotta look at the age of mma i mean granted martial arts has been around for thousands and thousands of years but as far as the sport of mixed martial arts that hasn't that hasn't been around very long so um it was hard to actually convince my mom because 
my mom was always like the most protective parent ever you know what i mean my mom always wanted to make sure that I, everything was everything was right i was going to be safe you know and she, like yeah ever since i was little i think i had that taste for that taste for battle uh i would i mean i would always i would i was very interested in the military i think honestly if i you look like somebody that would be in the military yeah, yeah. honestly like if i if i wasn't doing this i'd probably be doing i'd be doing something like that because I, I just feel like i have I have something within me where I need, I feel like I need to do something. It's legit just, in your DNA. Yeah, I just feel that battle is is it's me. You know what I mean? I, I feel I feel like I have there's something about me that where I want to go out and I want to you know protect. You know I want I want to do I want to do stuff like that. It, you know anything? I don't know if it's necessarily like violence. Maybe it's like a primal some sort of primal instinct that all human beings have. Um, or just like an obsession with yeah, the sport. Man. I'm, I'm obsessed with it, bro. I mean you know. I, it shows. I'm training. I'm training every day. You know, two to three times a day. You know, what I mean, besides like Sunday, Sundays I'll take off. But well, it's crazy, man, because like you said, it's such a new sport. There's so many people now yeah. with social media nowadays, where even people just come out of nowhere, out of the woodworks, and they bash you. And like on yeah. my show, there's a lot of young kids that tune in in high school, and yeah. you know, between the ages of 16 and and 36, really. But it's for those young kids out there to kind of realize, like. You can do it if you stay dedicated, and that's the thing. How do yeah. you stay dedicated day after day, night after night, but even coming off a loss or something like that? What do you do? How do you start your day off? Like, how do you set your mind? Because I always say, 